Yeah, what's up with it, everybody? This is What's Wrong With Sports. I'm the homeboy, Andre Johnson. Let's go. We got a boatload of games on the schedule for today and for tomorrow. This whole weekend is looking like sports betters heaven. We got college basketball, college football, and the NFL. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. All right, we got in, we had NFL games yesterday. We had them boys versus the, oh, they're not the Redskins. Oh, Washington no-name football team. And guess who won? Well, you don't have to. The Redskins took it. Going away. Also, Texans versus Lions. Watson still showing up with his cape on. And we'll touch on that too. And also the rest of the NFL for the weekend. Yeah, because that's what I want to talk about. Let's go. Be right back. We got games going on right now as we speak. So usually I'm in front of the TV and not doing this right now, talking to you guys. But while we're here, let's take a look at what's going on right now. On my clock, I got 3.53 p.m. We got Notre Dame putting up a touchdown right now. They're up by two scores versus North Carolina. It's 31-17. That line was a seven-point line that went down to four and a half. I never doubted Notre Dame for a sec. And I didn't get to tell you guys that. Why? Well, before I get to that, let me mention, we are on iHeartRadio right now. You don't have to come to this site right here to hear to listen to this podcast. You can always go to iHeartRadio. Check me out over there. That's my fam. Now, back to the game. I was trying to do my podcast the day before Thanksgiving. And as I got on the internet, my browser shows me that my site was shut down. My podcast uh, site for doing my shows. So it wasn't possible. So I don't know if, you know, somebody upstairs trying to push my buttons but I didn't appreciate that too much because I want to talk about this Notre Dame versus North Carolina game and the line going down and I want to mention how it didn't matter but never mind that score is 31-17 also we have UCF the University of Central Florida going up against South Florida the score is 45-28 and they're in the fourth quarter no I'm not talking directly into my mic That Notre Dame game is also in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 45-28, and this is a 25-point spread. They are close than a Mickey Ficky at covering this ball right here, covering the score for this ball game. The spread, I mean. It's a 25-point spread. Do the math. We also have Wyoming over um, the running Rebels. 38-7. This was another game I wanted to talk about. It was right there for the taking. That that to me looked like easy money. Even though it's a 15-point spread. And I don't like 15-point spreads. But, excuse me, it went up to 16. And how was your Thanksgiving? I ate a lot of food. And passed out. Had no control over it. I was out. Those sweet potatoes knocked me the F out. Somebody put Mike Tyson in my sweet potatoes. 
because I got knocked out. Uh, right now, we got an upset special brewing as we speak. In the fourth quarter, Central Michigan on the road, favored by six and a half points, losing the ball game 20 to six. That is a huge surprise. That is a game I was not on. I thought Central Michigan was going to handle business. Eastern Michigan showing they, they're not just a one-year uh, wonder. Yeah, they're coming back for an encore this year. The Stanford Cardinals, and we're still talking college football on iHeartRadio. Stanford Cardinals versus California Golden Bears tied up at 17 apiece. This game has been closed throughout. Stanford opened up as a three-point dog and moved all the way to a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So betting public very much uh, expecting the Cardinals to leave with a win today. Uh, The Golden Bears have other plans. This is one of the most veteran squads in the Pac-12, and they don't have a win. Neither do the Cardinals. They're both 0-2. So this is going to be a dogfight in the fourth quarter. And right now, they're in the third. Later up today, we have Oregon versus Oregon State. Oregon, a 13-point favorite that's moved down from a 16-point favorite. Wow, and Oregon's undefeated. That is a shocker to me because Oregon State features a freshman at quarterback. Oh, he's not a freshman. Okay. Oh, okay, he's a veteran. All right, he just had this his first start. Okay, great. So that's what they're up against in Beaver Stadium. I, I like Oregon. I don't like him to cover the number. Not at all. But I like him to win the game. Yesterday, let's just recap yesterday real quick. Smashing. Liberty over UMass, 45-0. Iowa State, 23-20 over Texas. That's crazy because Texas was the home team. And who are the Cyclones? Iowa State, are you serious? All right, that coaching staff in Texas needs to get shaken up real quick. Mac Brown laughing his butt off at Texas. We also had Nebraska losing on the road to Iowa. Iowa coming on strong after dropping their first two games. They've now won four in a row and their record is at four and two. They won the game yesterday 26 to 20 as a 14 point favorite. They got bet down to 12 and a half. Let's see what else we got. We got college basketball is cooking. Look at all these games. Buffalo right now leading 72, uh, 73-62 over Townsend. We got a team called Kansas City at home playing against Green North something. Wow, 128-84. to That's the real news. Somebody scored 128 points in a freaking basketball game. I'm sure you have to give up some points at the end, but they gave up 84 no defense whatsoever in that game. It's disgusting. Somebody check out those YouTube clips. Okay, we got more college basketball. I'm looking for a good team to highlight right now. I don't see anybody I want to talk about. Who's playing? Uh, Basically nobody. It's a bunch of nobody bets out there. You guys want to lay them down. Okay. So we'll be back and we will be talking football once I get back. But yeah, exciting day in the sports world. Everything's going on. And guess what? The Lakers are the world champs.
Okay, let's talk about the Turkey Day ball games. Washington over them boys. Alex Smith, and I have to apologize. I've been calling Alex Smith mediocre all season long. And he looked a lot better than mediocre yesterday. I mean, this this guy looked like, I hate to say it, he looked like an awesome veteran. You thought I was going to say Hall of Famer? No way. No, he looked like a veteran QB who knew what he was doing. He was out there reading the defense, making audibles, reading the defense as he's throwing the ball, pre-read snaps, and in-play in snaps. I mean, in-play reads. His reads were great. His footwork was excellent. His arm was nice. Alex Smith looking like the QB. We might see him in Washington for a long time to come. If this team decides to play some defense, look out. Because Alex Smith showed he also can move around. He still can move. He's not as fast as he used to be. But yeah, the guy's got skills. He's not mediocre. And that's my bad. Yeah, I'm old 49er fan. Still down that we drafted Alex Smith and didn't get anything out of it. That was our first round pick. Number one pick in the NFL, Alex Smith. And he's finally showing why after all these years. So yeah, good job Smith leading them boys over them boys. Let's talk about the Texans versus the Detroit Lions. Yeah, enough about Alex Smith making me look bad. Trying to play all good and stuff. Yeah, so Deshaun Watson, a QB who I've been high on since he's came since he came to the NFL, out of college, out of Clemson, won a national championship, came to the league. That's how you do it. Just like our boy Joe Burrow, who's recently uh, hurt with the Bengals. Watson playing at a high level without D Hop. Watson not with the greatest cast out there. He doesn't have all the cool toys that the, that the other kids have. But he's got something that a lot of QBs don't have. IQ and ability. His ability is almost as high as his IQ. Yeah, the guy's smart. You don't think black quarterbacks know how to play the game? You haven't seen Deshaun Watson. And you don't know Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's showing why he deserves to be at the top of his class. And do you see what it does to the rest of the guys on the team? Yeah, the Texans look like garbage early in the season. But now Watson is playing at a high level and it's carrying over. The defense is making plays also. They, they want to score touchdowns also. And see, when a quarterback comes into the game, it's not just the game. This happens in practice. And that's where it starts. And his teammates see him playing at this high level. Then he does it in game. That just lifts everybody's spirits. And it makes you want to play better. Because you want to have that guy's back. You don't want to be on SportsCenter like, oh, Deshaun Watson had an awesome game. Too bad the rest of the guys couldn't follow. Or too bad the rest of his team didn't have his back. No, they got Deshaun's back in Houston. And that's cool to see. But too bad it came against the Lions. And we all know who the Lions are, right? <laughs> Nobody. So, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, Watson. It's going to translate into more victories. And love seeing that on Turkey Day. No upsets. No upsets to report. 
and I like that. I was scared Detroit was going to show up and give us one of those turkey day upsets that they used to do against like the Cowboys or something like that. But no, Texans came in ready to play, knowing this was a primetime game. It looks like they actually practiced before the game. Yeah, you got to make sacrifices in football. And that's what these guys did. I'm sure they got family to go home to. I'm sure there were things to take care of during the week, but they put that all aside and became true professionals on the field. Watson leading the way. Okay, the guy's got mobility. The guy's got an IQ. You're not just going to blitz him and think you're going to get the ball back. He can make reads and he's got the arm to make all the throws. Just too bad he doesn't have D-hop to throw it to. There's no safety valve for Watson. He is the safety valve. So yeah, we'll be right back. And let's go over the rest of these NFL games for the weekend. Let's get it. Now we're talking Bengals at home, fresh off of losing their star rookie quarterback. Yeah, QB clutch, Joe Burrow. And the line opened up with the Giants as two and a half point dogs. They're now six and a half point babes. That looks ugly. That looks really ugly. Let's dig a little deeper. 96% of the public all over the Giants. And the line shows that. Now see, the line shows that. Direct reflection, not like this Arizona game. Let's see their records on the season. Giants, you we've already we've talked about the Giants extensively on this podcast on iHeartRadio. If the Giants show up, they're going to spoil your party. These are the guys you don't want to show up to your party. They're going to ruin it. All right? And they plan on showing up in Cincinnati this weekend. Cincinnati 2-7 on the year. Just lost their star QB. Damn shame. Wish that kid the best. And we're not here on this show trying to put him down or talk about anybody with an injury. Like, it's okay. And it's not. We just didn't think Alex Smith was who he was and he's a lot better than we thought he was Alex Smith so let's get back to this game Bengals 5-3 and three against the spread the last eight last time these two teams played Giants at home one point dog won that game 21-20 to 20. barely game before that Bengals at home four point underdogs won that game 31-13 game before that Giants at home 13 point dogs won that game 26-23 as you can see from the last three games the home team has won every single matchup and looking at my list it's the same way and we have a spread here that I think has gone up so this is a live dog right here you got 80 you got you got 96% of the public going against the Bengals and the Bengals getting six to six and a half points at home. And every single team is won by the road team and by the home team. Excuse me. The home team now getting a gang of points. As you can see, when the Giants have won these games on the road versus the Bengals, they've been close ball games. 
We're talking about like a three to one point ball game. If the Giants win, if they win, every team won by the home team. Next game. Need I say more? We're on the Bengals and we're taking those six and a half. Want all the points we can get in this one. Go ahead and put the Bengals on your teaser. Tease the crap out of them. All right, next up, we got the Browns on the road. And they're playing the Jaguars. The Jags are about to meet the Browns again. Line opened up at six. Now it's seven. It's my first time seeing this game. I already like the Browns. Only thing I don't like about the Browns is their defense. Defense is garbage. I've been trying to pump their defense up. No, I can't. They got one guy on defense that wants to play, and he's getting double and triple team. He's not making plays anymore. We got 62% of the public on the Browns. Seven-point spread, up from six. That's great if you love the favorite. I thought the NFL was all about the underdog. Let's dig a little deeper. Browns are 7-3 on the year. Jacksonville, 1-9. Jacksonville, 6-4 the last 10, though, versus the Browns. And 6-4 against the spread. So, there you have it. Last time these two teams met, Cleveland, the 7-point underdog, winning the game. Are you serious? They won the game. These guys really won the game. Jacksonville won the game 19-7. Game before that, Jacksonville at home, four-point dogs, won the game 24-6. Game before that, Cleveland at home, seven-point dogs. They barely won that game. No. Jacksonville barely won that game, 32-28. Last three of these games have been won by Jacksonville. The last win for Cleveland, uh, 14-10. And we're in trouble. We'll be right back. Yeah, we got... Okay. Be right back. Don't trip. We do like Jacksonville. So we're not just going to look at the history and say, okay, let's give it to Jacksonville. You know, we got to just take everything into account. But football matters. But sometimes, you know, the numbers say otherwise. And this year, Jacksonville not looking their best on either side of the ball. And the only thing I'm worried about is Cleveland's defense. So we're going to take a look. History shows Jacksonville is the play here. We're going to take a look at Cleveland's schedule so far this year. And we're going to take a look at any time they were favored and see how they reacted. And here's a great example against Washington. Seven-point favorites. Okay, they won that game 34-20. to Now, we don't know what happened in that game. We don't know if that was the Alex Smith game, like his first game back, or what. We, We need to do some review. But the game before that was versus Cincinnati and QB Clutch. And they were five-point favorites, and they barely won by five points. And let's see another game. 
Can you guys believe that Cleveland, the Browns, went on the road and beat the Colts? Yeah, I remember that. That had me shook about the Colts. Yeah, Browns went on the road. One point faves. Won that game 32-23. to Yes, uh, versus Texans. 10-7. Wow. Uh, versus Philly. 22-17. They're coming off. Yeah, you guys remember that game now, right? Yeah. Mayfield showing up, leading the squad. And holding the I talked about this defense. The last Okay, last segment? No, this segment. We are tripping. Okay, so we talked about the defense not being good. I said that. But just looking at the numbers now. The last 3 games. Before that they were giving up points. But last 3 they given up they gave up 16 7 and 17 those are all below below 21 points and let's see all those teams had quarterbacks not saying Gardner Minshew is not a great quarterback he's a good quarterback um those other teams had i mean damn they lost to the Raiders and that was a weather game so they gave up 16 really bad weather they lost that game and that was versus a good quarterback Carr. now the texans deshaun watson they got to play these guys on the road and they won that game 10 to 7 so they had watson and company to seven go on the road again to philly 17 points scored by philly defense and now they're playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville not in their division, but they are both in the AFC. And we're taking a long time on this game. So I want to get this right. Let's see what Jacksonville's done. They're at the bottom of their division, of course. They got smashed by Pittsburgh last week. Pittsburgh also smashed the Browns. The Browns scored like seven points. And Jacksonville scored three. That's a four-point difference between these two clubs. And Jacksonville's getting seven. So there you have it. It's, it's really that easy. The Browns are only four points better than Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's getting all the points. Yeah, you guys be careful. I'm not mad on anybody taking the Browns. That game is below 10. Jacksonville very well could get blown out. But history says no. Not with these two teams. Alright, let's go. On to the next. The Vikings at home versus the Panthers. Panthers look like upset special. Panthers look like this might be it. This might be another upset game for the Panthers squad. I feel like these guys just played. And yeah, the public agrees with me. 66% of the public agree on taking the Panthers at three and a half point underdogs. 
And the Panthers last time out. That was last week. They played Detroit. Three-point dogs. Smashed them. It was 20-0. Game before that, they they got did by the Buccaneers. So let's dig a little deeper. Carolina coming in at four and seven. Minnesota four and six. Panthers are five and five on the money line. Last spread five and five. Last time these two teams played, Carolina at home, two and a half point underdogs, won the game, 31-24. How about the game before that? Well, Carolina at home again, six point favorites. Lost the game to Minnesota, 22-10. Minnesota coming in as the dog. The game before that, Minnesota at home, two-point favorites, 31-13. The game before that, Carolina on the road, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Won that game 35-10. I'm trying to see if there's any kind of pattern or anything. I don't. I don't really know what to say. It's just that it's been, there's been a lot of underdogs cover. The favorite has only won twice. And one at home, one on the road by each of these teams. Minnesota was a home favorite and Carolina a road favorite at one point. You got to think that Minnesota wants a little revenge for that last game. They lost 31 to 24 and they're at home, but they're favored. Maybe they shouldn't be favored. Maybe they should because the last three games, you can really see Minnesota's dominated. I mean, two of the last three won by the Vikings and they covered the spread. And the last time Carolina won, they were at home and it was 31, 24. It's a tough one because the public likes Carolina. I like Carolina. How are you not going to like Carolina coming off a 20 to nothing win? You don't think Vegas knows they won the game 20 to nothing? You think they're just going to give you this nice, cute little puppy? No. The fact that the Vikings have won two out of the last three and lost the last game shows there there's a revenge angle. There's a revenge factor. Minnesota could get right this weekend. Could happen. That number should be going down. We're already on Friday and it's still at three and a half. It should be going down at like three. And it's not for a reason. Vegas Vegas is not putting that number down. No way. So yeah, be careful. I'm going with I'm going with the Vikes to get their revenge. And we are, I mean, it's not like we're not taking underdogs. We're already on Jacksonville and we're already on the Bengals and New England. I think we like the Falcons. No, we don't like the Falcons. No, we do not. Falcons suck. Yeah, they still suck. Let's go Raiders. Let's go Raiders. I'll be right back and talk about the rest.
Let's go. Let's talk some more NFL. But I need to check up on some scores because I'm doing a show instead of watching my precious football games. Let's see what's happening with Notre Dame. I need to know. Final, 31-17, Notre Dame. Easy freaking money. And I didn't play it, and I love that game. Central Florida in trouble, 45-31. That was a 25-point favorite right there. Squeaking out a victory on the road. Well, it's not over. It's fourth quarter. But yeah, UCF only up 45-31. Where's the defense? Wyoming taking care of business. Fourth quarter, 38-7. Come on, Central Michigan. They are not coming back. Fourth quarter, Eastern Michigan up 20-14. With the ball near midfield. It's 31. Stanford up on the Bears, 24-17. Ouch. Third quarter, minute and change left. Uh, Bears with the ball, looking to score. No. Driving down the field. Oh, it's 4th and 15, so yeah, they're going to punt. That sucks. All right, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, next up on the schedule, we got the Titans going up against the Colts. It almost seems like yesterday. We just talked about this game. Let's dig. Okay, Colts are three-point favorites. And it went down from three and a half to three. Now, the game we just got finished talking about was a three and a half point spread. I said it should have went down. If you got 60% of the public on that underdog and the line hasn't moved, something's fishy. Nothing fishy here because 85% of the public on the Titans, road dogs. And that line was three and a half and it's gone down to three. So let's dig a little deeper. Both teams, seven and three. The total for this game, 51 and a half. In case you're wondering. The Colts are 7 and 3, the last 10 on the money line. And they're at home. That's good. The Colts are also 7 and 3 against the spread. And they're at home. That's good. Well, last time these two teams met, Tennessee at home. Two point dogs lost the game, 34 17. Yeah, we talked about that game on here. I think that was like the Thursday nighter, right? Everybody was on uh, Tennessee. Uh, Yeah, I remember that. Colts, strong showing in the second half. They figured out the Titans in that game in the second half. And now betters think, okay, betters are on the Titans in that last game. That was this season. And we talked about it here. I was on the Titans too at first, but I flipped it. On game day, I was on the show saying, yeah, I like the Colts now, and here's why. Blah, 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 blah. And I like it for all the same reasons. Defense. Colts got it. And the Colts are at home this time. And I feel like the Colts figured these guys out. So, I've been on so many underdogs so far already. This is the one favorite I'm on that the public is not on. I'm going against 85%. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking the Colts. And that three points doesn't mean squat it's a seven point victory 24 17 Colts I can't believe I just made a prediction I don't even do predictions I did that alright Colts you gotta back me up now 
I mean, it should be like, you know, one team wins one game, then the other team gets the revenge and all that mess, you know. But just looking, I'm coming from a football standpoint, it looks like the Colts really figured these guys out. I think the Colts are fully confident at home that they can beat this team no matter what. They, they can do it. They got the number one defense in the league. And you got Phillip. Okay, next up, Buffalo at home versus the Chargers. Buffalo, four-point favorites, four-and-a-half points, down from six. Wow, Chargers making another west-to-east coast trip. Huh. 55% of the public on the Bills. I like the Bills, too. I don't know what I like about the Chargers right here on the road. Buffalo 7-3 seven, seven and three on the year. They need this game. Get that division. Win this game. Uh, Chargers 3-7. Chargers are 7-3 the last 10. Are you serious? Versus the Bills? The Chargers are 6-4 against the spread versus the Bills? What? Uh, last time these two teams met, Buffalo at home, 7.5 point dogs. Lost the game. 31 to 20. So the Chargers proving with that score that they can travel to the East Coast and get a win. And that was as a favorite. Now they're the underdog. I'm looking right here. The Chargers have won the last four. So let's just go over these scores. Okay, we already went one. So we're going to go three more. Chargers at home, 54 24. Chargers on the road, 22 to 10. Chargers at home. 37 to 10. And I told you before I even looked at whew, football might say take the Bills. History says you take the Chargers. And 55, 55% on the Bills with that line moving up. No, moving down. Excuse me. That's reverse line movement. And it can be deadly if you like the favorite. We're all over the Chargers. Upset special. Moneyline special. Miami on the road versus the Jets. A divisional rivalry. Miami coming in as a strong seven-point favorite. Total 44 points. Let's dig a little deeper. 79% on the Dolphins, as am I. Six and four on the year are the Dolphins. Cool. Jets 0-10, looking for their first victory. Well, might not come here because the Dolphins are 7-3 the last 10 on the money line. And 6-2 last 8 on the spread. Boy, Dolphins, last game. 8-point favorites, won that game 24-0. The game before that, Jets at home, 5-point fave. Are you serious? They only won that game 22-21. The game before that, Dolphins at home, three and a half point dogs, won the game outright, 26-18. It's interesting to note that the last game played, Miami was the favorite, and it was eight and a half, and they won that game 24-0, and now you're getting it at seven. Just remember that. That looks like money. That looks like money, and that's how you find money. That's how you find a winning favorite. And this is the perfect time for the Dolphins to smash this team right now. I think the Jets are going 
We're on the Dolphins. So that's two favorites we like right there. The Colts and the Dolphins. Moving on. After this break. Here we go. Saints on the road versus the Broncos. The Saints are traveling to Mile High Stadium. Wow, you got to love this game right here. I don't even remember the last time the Saints visited Mile High. Yeah, we're going to Google this shit right now. I need to know. I got to know. But anyway, the Saints are six-point favorites. And the total's at 43 down from 45. So, let's dig a little deeper. Let's do that. Let's do that right now. But just want to say that the Broncos are a tough home team. And they got a quarterback that they believe in. Andrew Locke. Guy can throw on a move. And they're facing a Saints, a Saints team with speed on defense. And that's how they make plays, with their speed. I think they like they would rather play against a quarterback like this than like a Phillip Rivers or Alex Smith. Haha. And let's see. It's not showing us anything. Uh, game summary. Game summary. No. When was the last time they played? Jesus. Help us all. Okay. Well, I can't find it. I thought it was going to pop out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, we have to say history. Okay. Well, we got 69% of the public on the Saints. That's right, 69, baby. And the Saints are 8 and 2. The Broncos are 4 and 6. Let's dig a little deeper. Broncos 6 and 2, last 8 versus the Saints. I told you. You better be careful. Okay, uh, Broncos also 5-3 and three against the spread. Interesting. Okay. So the last time these two teams played, November 13th. I don't have a year. 2016. That's a long freaking time ago. In football years, that's like almost 10 years. It's a long time ago. Um, Saints at home, three-point faves. Lost the game 25-23. I want to see the games where they're at Mile High. So there's two games back-to-back in Mile High Stadium. One in uh, 08 and one in 12. Both games won by Denver as underdogs. 34-14 as a a 6.5-point dog. 34-32 as a a 5.5-point dog. There you go. And we got him. We got 69% on the Saints. So history is saying take the Broncos. But when you look at it from a football perspective, what does football say? Football says take the Saints. And that's why we got 69% on the Saints. And now it's time to make a decision because uh, history says you take Denver at home in Mile High Stadium. 100% of the time. That's hard to deal with. And this is an afternoon game and it's on Fox. And we are on iHeartRadio. And this is a tough call. 
If you like the favorite, that's not a tough call. Football, say, oh, heck yeah. These guys beat Tom Brady 31 nothing. Yeehaw. But no, his history is like, you better pump your brakes. Denver might have something to say about this uh, matchup before it finally ends. Before it strikes midnight. And I'm not making a pick. Don't make me make a pick. All right, I'm making a pick. really difficult it's not easy drew lock is a playmaker and he has a nice running back right behind him they got some guys on defense dang this is tough saints need to win this game can't come out and beat the buccaneers and lose it they put 31 on an awesome Buccaneers defense and they shut down Tom Brady so I'm gonna go with football I'm I'm going against history and I'm siding with football and this scares the heck out of me I'm taking the Saints I'm falling for it dang it dag nabbit okay moving on we got an awesome rivalry showdown this weekend because guess what the 49ers are coming to LA. That's right. The Niners and the Rams. Heavyweight contest on Fox this Sunday, 1.05 p.m. Pacific. And the Rams are six and a half point underdogs. I don't even think Garoppolo's. I'm on the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. I'm a Niners fan. I'm taking the Rams. Let's dig a little deeper. 49ers. Look. 58% of the public on the Niners and the line went down a half point. I'm going to say, so what? I don't care. I don't care at all. Is Garoppolo playing? Dang, this is hard. It's hard to do. Let's dig a little deeper. Niners on the season, four and six. Rams, seven and three, boy. And six and four against the spread. While the Niners are only four and six against the spread, they're gonna have to win this game. Niners seven and three on the money line versus the Rams. We all, we all know the Niners have owned the Rams this season and last. Owned them, no doubt. Who the better squad was? And fifty-eight percent of the public on the Niners. Vegas is not dumb. There's a reason why they have the Niners as an underdog. And that's a lot of points for an underdog. There's a reason. They're, Vegas ain't dumb. They know everything you know and more. So don't think, oh, Vegas messed up. They made the Niners an underdog. No, they didn't. They did last time, though. Last time these two teams played. Niners are two and a half point underdogs at home. Are you serious? They won that game 24 to 16. Awesome game. How about the one before that? Niners at home again. Seven point faves. Barely won that game 34-31. Rams had to come back and do that though. The game before that, Rams at home. Three point faves. Lost that game. 20-7. The last time the Rams were favored at home. Ten and a half point faves. December 13th. Maybe a couple years ago. Won that game 48-32. 48-32, y'all. 
this is going to be a tougher game for the Rams than people might think. Because they got to overcome history. Niners won the last three. And football years, that, that's a long time. Football years. That's dominance. That's dominance. These guys are trading blows, though, before that. Okay. We still got to make a pick. <laughs> Who'd I say I like? I like the Rams. Yeah, I think I think I still like the Rams. That's a tough pick, though. Niners easily could win this game. This history is on their side. The coaching staff, everything. This coaching staff, personnel geared towards beating the Rams. They could do it. They could pull off. They could pull. This could be a very. Rams might squeak this one out. But if the Niners don't have Garoppolo, the Rams are going to beat them by 10. And that's all I have to say. Now, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is looking like game of the week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home versus the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs coming in as three and a half point faves, up from three. The total has moved up from 53 to 56. Wow, that's a lot of points. Somebody's not playing defense. Let's dig a little deeper. 87% of the public all over KC. It's a small number on the road. Sounds like a trap. Tampa Bay didn't play that bad in that loss. That was at home. I know it hurt. We all saw it. Jared Goff, game of his life. Mahomes plays the game of his life like every game, though. So Brady's in trouble here. He's going against another young gun. He just lost his first game versus a young gun. And that was Brady's first loss versus one of the young guns. Brady, Brady's competitive. You don't think he knows? He knows. He knows who's quarterback in that other team. And what this means to his like le- his legacy. He knows. So let's dig a little deeper. Chiefs, 9-1, straight up. Tampa Bay, 7-4, straight up on the season. And it's too bad KC is, is not going up against Brady and the Patriots. That would be awesome. This is Brady and the Buccaneers. You see how that sounds? It's a little different. All those other games, Tom Brady had Bill Belichick to have his back. Let's go get this win, Bill. Got the greatest QB of all time. Uh, Not so this time. Tom Brady has no one to have his back. And this coach is throwing him under the bus every game. Not even going to sugarcoat it for you. Coach and QB not on the same page. Coach asking QB step his game up. QB having trouble. Because he's not surrounded by top-notch talent. And that hurts if you're a quarterback. You're the QB. You want to know that your guys have your back. And when it comes to close calls and close situations, Tampa Bay's showing up. Butterfingers. So let's dig a little deeper. The Bucks are 5-2 on that money line versus Kansas City. Bet you didn't know that. Last seven games, Bucks 5-2. Impressive. Buccaneers, same, against the spread. And they're the home dog here. And everybody in the world is on KC. So let's dig a little deeper. The last time these two teams played. K 
KC at home, mind you, seven point faves lost the game 19 to 7. I'm pretty sure they want revenge for that game. Need I say more? But let's keep going. Game before that, Tampa at home, four point dogs won that game 38 10. Say, wow, what a fluke! No, game before that, Tampa Bay on the road. Eight point faves. Barely won that game 30 to 27. So it's not like Tampa Bay can't go to KC and pull out the W. They've done it before. So, Chiefs fans, watch out. Watch your back this weekend. Okay, now we're talking Green Bay Packers versus Chicago Bears. Packers at home. Nice nine-point favorite. Up from seven. I'm not mess, I'm not messing with these guys. This might be my favorite favorite on the board. Because this is one of the faves that I like that are at home. And it's there's really not a question on who's gonna win this game. Unlike the Tennessee Titans versus the Colts, there's some question marks. Tennessee could get revenge. I'm sure they want it. Colts look like the better team. Football says take the Colts. Football says take Green Bay here all the way. Especially with Nick Foles hurt for the Bears. The total has gone down from 45 to 44. We got a special kind of reverse line movement here. Because 84% of the public all over the underdog for some reason. And the line's still gone up. That's huge. That is a huge reverse line move. And we're going to see what that means for the underdog now. Because if you like the underdog and that line went up, you're getting more points. You should really love it. But it's reverse line movement. It could be deadly. In this case, for the underdog. Let's dig a little deeper. On the season, Chicago, 5-5. Five and five. Green Bay, 7-3. and three. Strong. Packers are 8-2 and two on the money line. Boy, last 10 games. They're also 6-4 and four against the spread, last 10. Last time these two teams played, Packers at home. Four and a half point favorites. Won that game 21-13. to 13. Now you see why the public all over Chicago getting all those points. That was only four and a half points. And the game before that, uh, Chicago was at home. Three point faves. And lost that game 10 to three. Well, how about the game before that? Chicago at home. Six point favorites. Won that game 24 to 17. Okay, here's a similar spread. Green Bay at home. Six and a half point faves. They only won that game 24 to 23. Somehow Chicago's figured out a way to keep it within a touchdown. So nine points is a lot of points if you like the underdog. But with Nick Foles down, we don't know what this offense is really going to look like. Hopefully they had enough time to practice in Chicago for this Green Bay game. But not looking pretty. Last time Chicago played, that was when I was talking all this stuff about how Chicago had history on Minnesota 
I think it was like a Monday nighter and Minnesota still won that game and covered the spread, that three point spread. And it was three and a half. No, it was three. I was like, by the hook, three and a half. And Minnesota won that game 19 to 13. That's six points. So hope buying the hook didn't matter. And Foles got hurt and he went down. This is going to be tough. It's going to be tough because this is their, it's like a third road game. No, it's their third road game in three games. I mean, look what happened when they played New Orleans. Um, But that was with Nick Foles. It was 26 to 23, New Orleans. The Saints only won by three. There's a reason why the public is all over Chicago. And history shows why. Because the last time these two teams played, Green Bay was at home, four and a half point faves. They only won the game 21 to 13. That's why. On to the next. We got Seattle Seahawks on the road with the MVP, Russ Wilson and DK Metcalf going up against the Eagles and their squad. Yeah, I know they got Carson Wentz. I know. Who else they got? They got some they got some nice running backs. They got some nice skillful young running backs in Philly. And they got receivers that that like to play receiver. They're not, they're just, you don't know who they are really. I mean, if you know football, you know who they are. But if you're a casual fan, these aren't headliners. Not like DK Metcalf. Eagles do not have anything close to a DK Metcalf. Well, I'm saying because he's fast. You know, they got some big receivers. And Seattle's defense has been shook. And Seattle's coming in as five-point faves. I kind of like the Eagles. Just because they've been known to do stuff like this. It's, they might be waiting on these guys. Knowing that defense is subpar. Oh, man. Okay, excuse me. But 91% of the public says otherwise. All over Seattle. All over them. There's no reason to do any more research. Because his number went up from 3.5 to 5. And 91 percent of the public is on seattle that makes philly pretty big home dog i like home dogs in the nfl let's dig a little deeper seahawks seven and three straight up this year eagles three and six seahawks eight and two last ten versus the eagles seahawks are also eight and two against the spread the last ten versus the eagles the last time these two teams played philly at home one point fave lost that game 17 to 9 and it was the exact same score the time before that 17 to 9 eagles at home two point dogs seattle's won like the last six the last five yeah the last six games so not only is history on the seahawks side but football kind of says yeah take this i mean I made the comment about their defense, but it's really been Russell Wilson's team all season and DK Metcalf. And that's what it's been coming down to every single week. Except for last week, the defense showed up at home. That was cool. Versus the Cardinals. They thought they were the the Legion of Boom for like three quarters. 
No, they played four quarters. That, that was a good win for that defense. They they showed they showed up, and we're late in the season. It's time it's time to do that. It's time. It is time to play some defense. This total has gone down. Also, fifty-two to fifty. It went from fifty-two points to fifty, and we're talking about Seattle team with not the greatest defense. So that's scary. That could go over easy by accident. And you know we like the Seahawks, so let's move on. That's another favorite we like. That's that's a good road fave. That might be the best road fave. Yeah, it might be the best road fave. Better than better than the Dolphins, it might be. Maybe. So let's talk about uh this one right here. The Ravens on the road versus the Steelers. Another game of the week. But these guys play twice every year. So it's not really game of the week, game of the week. And this is the first time I've seen this. Everybody take note. 100% of the public on the Steelers this weekend. I've never seen that. And this number went up from a 3 to a 7. His line went up from 3-point faves to 7-point faves. That is a strong and bold move. But I'm seeing it here at four and a half. Maybe you can get it at four and a half before it goes up to seven. I'm showing it at seven. What's going on? Okay. I need to know. I need to know what's going on. Because one spot shows it at seven. I have one spot showing it here at four and a half. So it's not making sense at all. 100% on the Steelers. Let's dig a little deeper. Uh, Baltimore Ravens on the season. Six and four. Steelers undefeated 10 and 0. This could be their first loss. This could be their first loss. Might be a little overconfident. Ravens are 5 and 5, last 10. It's a back and forth contest. One team wins one game, the next come the next team comes out and wins the next. That's how they do. The Ravens are 6 and 3 versus the spread against the Steelers. Keep that in mind. Last time these two teams played, we we definitely remember that. Steelers on the road. I think they were 7-0. I think the Ravens might have been undefeated. No? Okay, fine. Anyway, Ravens were at home. Four-point faves. I don't know why. And it went down. That number went down. They lost that game 24-28. I think they were six-point faves, and they got bet down to four-point faves. And the Steelers won by four, and they only won by four. And this line is at seven. If it goes over four and a half, you take you take the Ravens. The Ravens have not looked that bad the last three games. Game before that, Ravens at home won that game 28 to 10. And before that, Ravens were on the road in Pittsburgh, three-point phase. Dang. They only won that game 26 to 23. Ravens not looking that bad against the Steelers. Steelers looking awesome this season and COVID-19 must have must be a reason they, they go they go to stadiums now there's no crowd support for the other team and they're rolling dudes up so 100% on the Steelers and I'm I kind of want to go against that if you're going to give the Ravens with Lamar Jackson that many points you take it Oh, this is the Monday night game we're talking about. This is the first game of December. 
I see Pittsburgh as seven-point faves. Some places is four and a half. Everywhere else is four and a half. Why are they seven points here? If you can find the Ravens as seven-point dogs, you take that. You take it at four and a half also. Dun, 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 dun. And yeah, that's it. That's all the games. That's all we're talking. I don't know about that total. That 46 down to a 44, that says under all the way. But these guys get together and it's 20 points on each side. So that's close to 40. Be careful. Don't even touch that. You take the underdog. We're taking the underdog on Monday night. We got the Ravens. Revenge game. Yeah. Be right back. After these messages. If we ever have any messages. <laughs> this is going to be a good Monday nighter. Don't don't go to sleep on this one. Stay up and, and kind of watch this one. At least the first quarter. Then go to sleep. That's, that's game of the week. So yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We've had a good holiday weekend. It could have been better. Things going on in the world and in each and every household in this nation. You know, but, you know, we got to give thanks to what we have. And while we're giving thanks, let's remember those who are less fortunate than us. Like in Armenia. And they kind of need our help right now. They kind of need anybody's help right now. Talk about struggling. Talk about desperate times. We're tripping all over here because we don't have enough money to pay the bills. They don't even have a bill to pay because everything's been taken away. I'm sure they would love to be complaining right now about any bills that they have to pay. I'm sure there's a lot of Armenians out there missing their homes while we're steadily warm in ours. We're over here eating stuffing and turkey and trying to have the best Thanksgiving we can. But it's kind of hard for me when there's other people out there suffering. It's hard for me to be thankful. It is. Because I, I resent my thankfulness when there's other people suffering. I would rather they be thankful than me. And my, my heart and my prayers go out to Armenia. And I hope yours does too. Let's show up, USA. Let's have Armenia's back. Later. This is What's Wrong With Sports. I'm the homeboy, Andre Johnson. Late.